It's more than just making money and being famous. It's about actually being the change that you want to see in the world, living with purpose and meaning and putting your heart into the work that you do, because that's what I do in my business. And that's the kind of life that I, I aspire to live. And so those are the kind of people that I work with and that I attract here on the podcast. So if you are here, then I know that you have a dream that is beyond your, your like people's imagination. It's beyond what people see for you. It's beyond the norm. It's beyond what most people are working for. You know what I mean? Hey, you're listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, where I firmly believe that your wildest dreams are 100% possible. My name is Teresa, and I'm obsessed with goal setting for results, using systems to make it easier, mastering neuroscience to transform your life, and helping you to figure out how to get your life to work for you. So I'm a city chick who started an online business with two kids under two years old. And yes, I know I was crazy. (laughs) And I created $4,000 in less than 14 days. But that, my friend, was just the beginning. Since then, I've been able to multiply that by helping people just like you to create an impact in the world while living their purpose. And here, I teach you proven strategies and best kept secrets to building a life that is aligned with your vision and helping you to blaze a trail to your unique destiny. Miss an opportunity to keep it real? (laughs) Never. Success and failure mixed with a lot of business plus audacious goal setting while trying to figure out motherhood and purpose are all a few things that we talk about here. So how about you think about this as your one-stop shop, the place that you go to, to spend time with your inner circle and to be around like-minded, ambitious trailblazers who are committed to living a life full of purpose and impact no matter what. Grab your favorite notebook, pour a glass of your favorite bottle of Moscato, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and moved to action. This is where you come to listen, learn, change, and grow. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast. It's been a minute. I feel like I haven't like sat down and recorded an episode in forever. And I mentioned in December that I would be starting to take my health and wellness more seriously than I have been in the past. And one thing that I did to make sure that I was living in alignment with that commitment is in the month of January, I decided to stop creating more stuff for you to consume and give you the very best of the best of the best episodes that we've created so far so that you could kick off the new year with exactly what you needed to stay motivated, to stay focused, and to stay aligned with the things that you aspire to do this year. And also give myself a much needed break. And so thank you so much for for coming back to the show. I checked, I took a look at the numbers before recording this episode and I saw that y'all were not playing. Like you came out, you downloaded every single episode that was put out over the last month. And honestly, the downloads have increased. 
So thank you so much for that. I know that it has to do with it being a new year and people have new goals and a new resolve and all that kind of stuff. And so thank you for trusting me to share with you from my experience how to achieve your biggest goals. If you are not familiar with me, who I am, what I've done, all that kind of stuff, let me give you the quick 411. So I've been able, through blogging, to start a business and grow my business from one-on-one clients to now serving people through our online program. So I have programs called Begin With The End In Mind, 90 Days One Goal, Create Success From The Inside Out, Master Your 5% Activities, and all of these programs work together to help you to achieve your biggest goals. And when I say biggest goals, I'm not talking about the common average basic, like, oh, I'm just trying to do really well on my exam, or I'm just trying to get a promotion at my job. No, most of the people that I work with and most of the people that I'm talking to here are either entrepreneurs or they have dreams of impacting the world in in some kind of big way. They want to leave the world a better place than they found it. And it's more than just making money and being famous. It's about actually being the change that you want to see in the world, living with purpose and meaning and putting your heart into the work that you do because that's what I do in my business. And that's the kind of life that I, I aspire to live. And so those are the kind of people that I work with and that I attract here on the podcast. So if you are here, then I know that you have a dream that is beyond your, your, like people's imagination. It's beyond what people see for you. It's beyond the norm. It's beyond what most people are working for. You know what I mean? And there's a deeper purpose connected to why you have that goal. So thank you for trusting me to pour into you and to share from my life lessons, business lessons, all that kind of stuff so that you can take your life and business to the next level. And I know that we attract a lot of business people and a lot of big dreamers, but it's not limited to that. Okay. If you are not interested in business, but you still have this out of this world dream, then this is the place for you because this, these are the kind of tips and, and, and examples and advice and, and speakers that we bring in to help all of us exceed our expectations and live beyond our comfort zone. You know what I mean? So without further ado, let's jump into this episode because I know that you came to hear about the three common mistakes that you might be making with your goals and how to correct them. And trust me, I'm sharing these from experience. So anything that I talk about here is coming from my own personal mistakes, my own personal failures, my own personal mishaps. Okay. So if we ever touch on a topic that feels a bit uncomfortable or feels like, "Ooh, girl, you're talking right to me. I was talking to me first. (laughs) So you're not alone. This is a safe place for you to just be without any heat, judgment, or condemnation. All right. So let's jump in. The first mistake that a lot of us goal getters make is that we overthink and second guess ourselves. So I want you to right now think about someone that you admire, someone who has left an incredible mark on the world and someone that you would love to sit down and have a conversation with and just ask them, yo, What's your secret? How did you do this? My person is Nelson Mandela. And I know he's passed away, but he is 
the GOAT. Like the real, in my book, when I think of like boss bosses, I'm like, yo, Nelson Mandela is up there along with Martin Luther King and Mother Teresa. But he is like a, he's a general in this. And so now with that person in mind, do you think that they would have achieved all that they've achieved? Do you think they would have been able to do all that they've done if they held on to beliefs that told them that they didn't know what they were doing or someone else is a better fit for this. So they shouldn't even try or I have nothing to offer. So what's the point of even speaking up? Right. Do you think they would have been able to do all that they've done if they held on to these assumptions? I highly doubt it. So if you find yourself sliding down the slippery slope of self-doubt, then here's a question for you. What benefit do you get from talking to yourself in this way, holding yourself to this expectation and believing that you were not cut out for this situation or for this goal? What benefit do you get from believing that you don't have what it takes to get the job done? And I know when you hear that, you might think like, there's absolutely no benefit to this. How could there be a benefit, right? Automatically, the defenses go up because you're thinking logically, you're thinking like, there's no way that I could gain anything from this, right? But what if I told you that there is a benefit? Because as humans, we don't do anything unless there's some kind of gain for us. So if even if it's something that's sabotaging another part of our effort. So for example, we have a goal to start a business, but we keep procrastinating. We say, okay, tomorrow. All right. Next week. All right. Next month. Okay. Next quarter. All right. Next year. We keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. What gain do you get today from pushing it off? What gain do you get today from telling yourself that, Hey, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I don't have what it takes. What gain are you getting right now that allows for you to feel comfortable in making that decision. Because truthfully, if there was no gain in it for you, you wouldn't be making that decision. And I can tell you firsthand from experience, I've told myself, even recently I was telling myself, yo, you have nothing to offer right now. You know what I mean? If you try to go and sit down and record something, it's been like a month since I've recorded a podcast episode. So this lie belief was creeping up on me And it was trying to tell me, yo, you have nothing to share. How do you know that what you're going to talk about today is going to be valuable? How do you know that this is what they need right now? How do you know that you're actually helping someone by releasing this episode? You know what? That actually might be true. (laughs) How do I know this is actually going to help someone? How do I know that this is what they need? And then I started to think about it. And I was like, all right. If I put my time and energy into creating this episode and it doesn't help someone, what did I lose? What am I re- what do I have to lose by putting it out there and it doesn't help anyone? Nothing, right? The worst that will happen is you just won't download the episode, you're just not going to listen. <laughs> right? I'm not really losing anything. 
The only, th- in the grand scheme of things, the only thing that I'm really losing is time, which I'm not going to be able to get back. But is that really a loss? Because when I put up these episodes, when you click download, you're letting me know what you find helpful and what you don't find helpful. So if this doesn't get, if you're not listening to this, then I know, all right, cool. They're not interested in hearing about the mistakes. They are maybe more interested in hearing about how to practically move forward in achieving their goals. You know what I mean? It helps me to know what to create next. So is it really a loss? Did I really lose time or am I gaining? Am I learning more about you? Am I developing and cultivating a deeper relationship with you? You know what I mean? What is really happening? What is really the outcome that I'm getting from the the results that I get? And that's why failure is such a beautiful thing because it teaches us how we can improve. It teaches us where we can invest more and where we can take away from what we can do less. So in us telling ourselves, hey, I'm not good enough. I'm not prepared enough. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe someone can do it better. And all these lies and assumptions that we choose to hold on to. What if we just chose to accept that, okay, that's how I'm feeling. Those are the thoughts that I'm thinking. Now what? Now what? What's my decision now? Of I've clearly identified the benefit. This is how it benefits me. By telling myself that I'm not ready, I'm able to procrastinate. I'm able to push it off. I'm able to avoid it. I'm able to stay in my comfort zone because it feels good right here. It feels good to stay where I've always been. But in order for me to actually do this thing that I'm dreaming about, I have to take that first step. And it's uncomfortable and it, it, it doesn't feel like me yet because I haven't done this yet, but I know that it's what I should be doing. So what decision am I going to make from here? Am I going to allow these assumptions and these lies to dictate my choices or am I going to choose based on where I know I'm going? right? I can see my destination. I can see that this is aligned with my purpose. I can see that this is aligned with my mission. So what am I going to choose to do? Remain in my comfort zone or move forward, knowing, trusting, and believing that things will work out. Hit publish, go live, start the business, start the podcast, whatever the dream is, I'm challenging you to hit enter and enter is boom. It's out there. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy to hide behind what we've been doing. And that's why we've been doing it because it feels good. It's safe. It's, it's our comfort. It's it's our blanket. I recently got this new blanket from Victoria's Secret. It's so soft. It's so like, it's a huge snuggly blanket and I sleep with it every night. And I'm like, man, where have you been all of my life? That's how we treat our comfort zones. Our comfort zones are these big cozy places that we return to day in and day out. Whenever we get triggered, we return to the comfort zone. Whenever we feel unsafe, we return to the comfort zone. Whenever we feel like, yo, this place is strange. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know anybody here. I look crazy here. I return to my comfort zone. You feel me? So in order to break that cycle, in order to break that unhealthy pattern, we have an opportunity to make a new choice. We can buy a new comfort zone, buy a new comfort blanket, buy a new cuddly, waddly, warmy, soft blanket, 
Or we can choose to keep the old one that has kept us safe. And indecision is a decision. So choosing to say, yeah, yeah, I know that I overthink and I know that I second guess myself, but you know, I can always work on it tomorrow. I can always get to it, you know, another day. I'm not quite ready to, to deal with that yet. Making that decision is a decision. You know what I mean? You're still choosing to say, okay, I'm going to stay in my comfort zone for now. And if that's your choice, then make that choice. But don't try to lie to yourself and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go after my biggest goals. I'm, it's a new year, new me. I'm really like, I'm going all in. And then try to play yourself by not actually doing it because then you're hurting your own credibility with yourself. Then you're out of alignment and, and you know that, okay, I can't trust myself because I've told myself I'm going to do it and I haven't done it before. And so then when you really go to do it, you're going to be like, yo, am I actually going to fully do it? Or am I just saying I'm going to do it? Because I said this last time and I didn't actually do it. You know what I mean? But when you own your choice to stay in the comfort zone, you're claiming your power. You're standing in where you are instead of pretending to be somewhere else. And that's awesome. I like more power to you. I'm proud of you for that. You know what I mean? So here's some things that you can do to help you to get out of this, this overthinking and second guessing yourself thing. If you want to. So after you identify the belief and you, and you understand what this is costing you, then you can ask yourself, Hey, if I continue to do this, if I continue to think this, if I continue to practice this, where will I be three months from now? six months from now, or even 12 months from now, what will my life look like? And is this where I want to end up? Because here's the thing. God can have this great, beautiful plan for us. He can say, Hey, in three months, I want you to be here. In six months, you're going to be there. In nine months, you're going to be there. But we can say, hold up. I actually prefer to chill right here. And do you think God is going to impose his masterful plan on your decision? No, he's not going to stop you from doing what you've already determined in your heart you're going to do. And whether or not you will feel good about staying here when you know that there's something better for you waiting up the line, just if you had taken the steps, you would be there. You may or you may not. It all depends, right? So it's the same thing. You might have these grand ideas and all these things about, okay, hey, it's the beginning of the new year. By the end of this year, this is, this, these are the results I want to create. And by the end of next year, this is where I'm going and all of that. And that's beautiful. Great. Have those plans. It's good to plan. But what's needed now is that followed up execution. It's putting the pedal to the metal and actually getting things done. And that's why having quarterly goals is so instrumental. Like it's literally my secret sauce. And I know I talk about it all the time, so it's not really a secret. And truthfully, there are no secrets. When people talk about, Hey, what's your secret to success? There are no secrets. It's all out there. It's based on principles. So with the quarterly goals, what I'm talking about here is having a 90 day game plan every year. You need 90 day game plans to help you to work through each quarter because that will help you to execute your ideas a lot faster. There's been science research done that confirms 92% of people fail to achieve their goals. Why? They wait a whole year to get it done. I raised both my hands with you. I was there. I was the girl who was making plan after plan after plan. And these are basic things. Get your license, buy a car, save some money. All these basic things, eat healthy, 
These were my goals. And I couldn't do any of them because I would always fail on the execution. And if I had just, if I knew about this principle earlier, if I knew that, hey, break it down into quarters, work on one thing at a time, it would have been so much easier to execute. Instead of trying to change 500 things at once, now I can focus on, okay, my health is a priority this, this quarter. All right, let's go. Start eating healthier. Start working out. Start being mindful. Start your meditations. Like whatever it is that I wanted to do, I could have just done it. And of course, I'm going to fail, make mistakes, be great at it one week, suck at it the next week, you know, stumble my way through another week. All that stuff. It's all a part of the process. It's beautiful. It helps me to grow. All of it. Good, 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 good. But when we try to force it all into one year and say, okay, eat well, save money, get a better job, blah, 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 get a car, get your driver's license, add it all into one big smash into one year. Then we, we end up getting to overwhelm, underperforming, not doing our best, feeling drained, overworked, and lacking motivation. And that's no fun, right? So this is how you change that. This is how you get out of that loop by using a 90-day framework. And if you want help with that, you can always grab the free mini course. Go to TeresaForever.com slash 90 days. And I will walk you through exactly how to use a 90-day framework to achieve your goals this year because it's easy peasy. And even if you fall behind, you're still ahead of the game, all right? And I show you exactly what I mean in the mini course. So go grab that, all right? So the Bible, science, and a whole lot of other credible sources have all confirmed the power of our thoughts to change and to shape the world around us. So we all know that everything we see from sticky notes all the way up to high-tech companies all started as ideas. And that's why it's important to make sure that we are taking care of our mental health and we are constantly grooming and checking our thoughts. And that's what this exercise helps you to do. So the first thing you ask yourself is, what is this belief costing me? The second thing you ask yourself is, if I continue to think this way, where will I be in the next three months, six months, or 12 months? And the last thing to ask yourself is, is this where I want to be? Do I want to end up there? And if the answer is no, then what are you going to do What are you going to let go of in order to ensure that you don't end up where you don't want to be? Okay. And so we know that our thoughts become reality. And so if the reality you want to create for yourself is one where you become all that God made you to be and you're thriving and you're living in your purpose and everything you touch turns to gold, then what kind of thoughts can you incorporate into your everyday life that'll help you to practice who it is that you're becoming? And this is not about faking it until you make it, okay? It's not about brainwashing yourself with a bunch of surface-level affirmations that are made up and have no real meaning to you. Nah, that stuff doesn't work. So that's not what I'm talking about here. This is about understanding the truth of who you are. Understand who God made you to be. Understand what you have to offer, the value that is in you to share with the world, the message that is in you to share with the world, and stand in that truth. Not being afraid to live your dreams out loud, not being afraid of making mistakes, not being afraid to fail forward and choosing to grow and to help others to do the same through your life and through your example. And this, by definition, is being the change that you want to see in the world. So it's the ball is in your court. It's all in your hands. If you want to stay where you are, you know, you can make that choice. But if you want to grow, and I assume that you do because you hit play on this episode, then I'm here to help you to correct this mistake, all right? 
hey, don't you think that it's time that you finally started taking some action towards your goals? I mean, like seriously, you've read all the books, you've attended all of the free workshops and webinars and summits and all the things. You've talked to as many free coaches as you could to get as much information as you could squeeze out of them. So don't you think that now is the time to actually start applying that information so that you can start seeing some results in your life? If you're nodding your head yes and you're saying, girl, you're speaking my language, then you got to join me in your next 90 days. So this is a free mini course. Yes, I said free. It's a free mini course designed to walk you through how to break down your annual goal so that you can start seeing results within the next three months. All right. So if you want access to this mini course, all you got to do is go to TeresaForever.com slash 90 days. Again, that's TeresaForever.com slash 90 days, and I will meet you there. Correct this mistake, all right? Mistake number two, living in the future and disregarding today. Man, oh man, this was me all year last year. I was the girl who was like, yo, by the end of this year, I'm going to get bam, 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 and bam. Okay. My two biggest goals were I'm going to help 111 trailblazers, which we surpassed. Like by the end of last year, we had like 700 and something new students. I think I don't remember. I got to check it. It might've been 900, but I got to check it. I don't remember the numbers, but I was like, whoa, like we, we like multiplied that number. The 111 was like nothing, but it, it still required a lot. Don't get me wrong. It took a lot of strategizing and growth for me, but it was a great challenge. It was a great challenge. And my second goal was to generate over a hundred thousand dollars and womp, womp, womp. We did not do that, but I haven't given up on the goal. And to be honest, last year in November, I was super like discouraged about that. And I was like, man, you know, I had high hopes and I really wanted to do this thing and whatever. But I was like, you know what? It's all good. We helped way more people than we wrote down on paper. We, we superseded our goal of helping people. Plus, we did generate a lot of money last year. So I am not complaining. I'm super grateful for the progress. I'm super grateful for the journey. I'm super grateful for the lessons. And I'm super, super grateful for my team because they're awesome. They're awesome. They put in work and they add a lot. So without them, I could not do all that I'm doing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you. All right. So mistake number two, living in the future and disregarding today. So the average person is doing way too much, which was me. Okay. I had a full schedule and I would go from one keynote speaking event to the next one big project to the next one new opportunity email to the next. And by the end of the day, instead of feeling satisfied and inspired and complete with all of my effort, I was thinking ahead to the next week or the next quarter or the next year, instead of just being present in the moment. And my focus all of the time was on the big vision, the big accomplishment, the, the other big things that I wanted to do, because I was like, okay, I've already checked this off the list, you know, speaking at summits, check, going to events, check, connecting and building your network, check. Like I've already done all these things, you know what I mean? And so I was always living ahead and going forward, 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 and never actually being present in today. And it was all good. Like, of course, 
my heart was in the mission. And that's why I was like, okay, I got to stay forward. I got to stay living in the future so that I can create it here. But there's a healthy balance between the two because I can't live in tomorrow and then be doing my best over here because all of my energy and all of my focus and all of my heart is in the results of tomorrow, which is not here. So how could that be healthy? And I know in our hustle, bustle, bustle culture, we think that, okay, trying to juggle a lot is being a boss, but it's so, so unhealthy. So there was a study done that actually proved that the more we try to multitask and the more we try to get done, the less we actually accomplish and the, the less effective we are. We end up making more mistakes. We end up feeling even more drained and we end up underperforming. So this is a huge mistake that a lot of us make that we don't realize we're making because it's a part of our culture. It's a part of how we think we should be as goal getters, but it's hurting us. So what can we do instead? Well, here's one thing. Read John Maxwell's book, Today Matters. When I read that book, and I'll be honest, I haven't read the whole thing, but I read main chapters that I needed from the book, okay? So I can, I can recommend it. I know that it's a good book. <laughs> I will read the whole thing when I need to. But when I read that book, it helped me to see that having a plan, executing it today, being diligent about the work in my hands today, planting my seeds today, tilling the ground today, and being sober about how I manage my time today is what gets me to where I see myself being tomorrow. It's not about envisioning the future, living in the future, and then bringing that back to today, but it's about doing the work today that gets you to the destination tomorrow. And I want you to really, really listen to what I'm saying here. If you, do, if you missed what I just said, rewind this episode. Go back and listen carefully. Being diligent about how you manage your time right now is creating the experience that you get to live in tomorrow. So it's easy for us to look at people who have attained the things that we desire, people who are living the life that we aspire to, people who have done the great things that we are working towards right now, people who have built their life to a place that we aspire to get to soon and think that, man, I can't wait until I get there. Why is it taking so long? Why is it so hard? Why am I putting in all this work and I'm not seeing no results? What is going on? Am I ever really going to get there? It's so easy to look at them and then to look at where you are and think, man, the two don't add up. But if you talk to them, they will tell you that this journey, this process, this goal achievement story that you're writing is bigger than just the end result. It's bigger than just the outcome that you're working towards. In every step, in every decision, in every mistake, you get to grow. 
You get to learn more about yourself. You get to make decisions that allow for you to see who you really are. You get to build your muscles. You get to sharpen your wisdom. You get to exercise being self-controlled and making healthy choices that help you to create the outcomes that you want. So why do we obsess over the destination? Why do we obsess over the results, the success, the money, the position, the influence and all that stuff? Why do we obsess over those mediocre service level stuff when the real glory unfolds in your daily work? You know what I mean? And it's, we, we buy into the hype and that's why we hear about people who are quote unquote successful by their standards and their terms and they end up cutting their life short, committing suicide, overdosing on drugs, living a self-destructive lifestyle because it's not about having those things. It's not about getting there, you know, it's truly about understanding your purpose, aligning your life with it and choosing to be diligent and sober in every choice that you make leading up to getting to where it is that you want to go. You get to grow and learn. And here's something exciting. So when you understand that today matters, it helps you to have a goal that you can work towards and you can break it down into weekly chunks that you can actually check off and say, hey, did I do this this week or did I not do it this week? And that's called binary action. So you can track your own performance and then see this is why I was successful or this is why I was unsuccessful. And you can let go of all the stories. You can say, instead of like beating yourself up and say, okay, I wasn't smart enough to achieve my goal. I wasn't connected to the right people. I didn't really do as much work as I thought I should and blah, 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 all these things that we tell ourselves. You can now look at your calendar and see, okay, this week I did complete my assignment. That week I didn't. The next week I didn't. The following week I did, I did, I did, I did, going all throughout the weeks. And then you're able to see, okay, did I do what I said I was going to do most of the time or not? And if you didn't, you can see, okay, maybe that's the reason why I failed to achieve my goals. Or if you did, you can see, okay, maybe my strategy was off. And so now I can just adjust my strategy. You see? So instead of putting all this pressure on yourself to figure things out and to do it on the fly and to have the right strategy every time, you can now look at what you're doing and create a strategy that works out of what you've already done. Okay? So when you have weekly goals, you're able to track your action. And it also has proven to, to lead to higher success rates. So check this out. There was a study done at the Dominican University of California. I said that kind of fast. Let me say it again. There was a study done at the Dominican University of California where they focused on goal setting and the actual strategies for achieving goals. And here's what they found. There was three different groups. So group number one was asked to write their goals and commit to an action. This included filling out a survey, leading them through a detailed thought process on their goals and setting concrete action commitments. So essentially they were making a commitment on paper to achieve their goal. Boom, cool. We hear that all the time. Write your goals down. That's the foundation of achieving your goals. Cool. 
Group number two, they were asked to write their goals on paper, commit to an action, and get an accountability partner. So this group added the accountability layer to their goals, making it harder for them to fall off track without anybody knowing about it. All right. Now, group number three, they did all the above. So they wrote their goals on paper, they committed to an action, and they also got an accountability partner. Now, here's the difference. They also had to update their friend or their accountability partner on a weekly basis. So this helped them to focus on their progress and acknowledge their performance. So they got to see in real time how their performance was affecting and creating their results. So which of these three groups do you think did better? It's almost too easy, right? Obviously, it was the group with the accountability and the weekly check-ins. And if I had a dollar for every time a client told me, hey, I only did this work because I knew I was going to come meet you. And I knew that if I came here and it wasn't done, you would have my butt. You would have my butt. (laughs) I could retire and get paid off the dividends. That's how many times I've heard that. Having an accountability partner is what keeps you in line with your goals. And so, of course, I'm not saying you got to go hire a coach or you got to go do something that you're not, you don't want to do right now, right? I am here to push you, to challenge you and all of that, because I know that that's what helped me to get to where I am. But getting an accountability partner is as simple as calling up your best friend and saying, yo, it's time. I'm going to start that business. Yo, I'm launching that blog. Yo, I'm going to post that podcast. Yo, I'm going to put those pictures on Instagram. I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to go and help somebody. That's all that it takes. You don't have to be a master marketer. You don't have to know everything there is to know about the industry. You don't have to like have all the experience in the world and you don't have to be the most skilled graphic designer. All you got to do is put one foot out there and get a friend to hold you accountable. And if you don't have anybody, hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM and say, yo, it's time. That's it. And I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. All right. So here's mistake number three, trying to figure things out on your own. So like I mentioned in the previous example, having consistent accountability forces you to show up, make no excuses and own your stuff. Fully take responsibility for your actions or your inactions, your thoughts, your decisions, everything, right? So if you're having a bad week and you fall off your game, you're able to recognize it a lot faster than you would if you were going at it alone. And you would be able to clean it up a lot faster because you see, hey, I'm getting in, in, the, in the way of my own success. And in order to break that habit, I'm now making new healthy choices, okay? Okay. So many think that because everything is figure outable that you should just Google everything and try to do it on your own, right? I was there too. I raised my hand. I know that's me. I'm that kind of person. If if you tell me, hey, how do you do X, Y, Z? I will jump online, find a YouTube video, find some kind of article, find a book and go figure it out on my own. But here's what I learned. Every successful person has a coach. Think about it. Every great athlete, who helps them to become great? 
a coach, right? Every great singer, what do they have in their corner? A vocal coach. Every trailblazer, like Tyler Prairie, who started his own movie studio and now owns the biggest movie studio in the world. You might want to fact check that one. I'm not sure if it's the biggest in the world, but it's pretty huge. It might be like among the top three in the world, okay? It's really, really big. And Oprah Winfrey, she talks about it all the time. She has a life coach. So what makes you think that you can get to your level of greatness without having somebody in your corner who challenges you, pushes you, and pulls the greatness out of you? You know what I mean? If you're surrounded by people who are doing mediocre stuff, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying a nine-to-five job is mediocre. I'm not saying that everybody has to have big dreams. Everybody has to start a business. Everybody has to aspire to, to change the world. No, it's not for everybody, right? Everybody has their own unique calling and we're all called to stay in our lane, right? I'm not trying to be P. Diddy. P. Diddy's not trying to be me. <laughs> You're not trying to be Oprah Winfrey or Mother Teresa or whoever. You're trying to be you, right? So we're all called to do what we're here to do. We were all designed to do something specific. So when you understand what that thing is, it's your responsibility to cultivate that and to express it and to share it with people. Because here's the thing, your gifts make room for you. Your gifts create space for you. Your gifts open doors for you. Not my gifts, your gifts, right? So how do you expect to flourish and fully develop and be fully expressed and fully you in the world without having someone in your life who can help you to cultivate that. And that's what coaches do. They push you to levels and to places that you would would feel weird about doing yourself. You know what I mean? Like they, they can see things in you that you may not have acknowledged yet. Like think about it. When an athlete is training and they're dead tired and they're like, oh my gosh, yo, I can't do another push-up. Like this is tiring. My, my bones, my muscles are stretching and I'm so tired. I can't do another one. The coach will come and say, all right, take a break. Five minutes later. All right, back down, back at it again. You know what I mean? And they're like, yo, coach, man, can't we just be done for the day? Like, I just want to go chill with my kids. I just want to sit on the couch and just, you know, watch a game and learn from my mistakes by watching what I'm doing and take it easy. And the coach is like, do you want to be great or do you want to be average? Do you want to live up to your purpose? Or do you want to stay living on the sidelines? Because here's something that killed me. I was doing great compared to my own standards, compared to what I had done the year before, I was doing great. This was like 2019. I was doing incredible. I was helping a lot of people, making a lot of money, doing things that I knew I was called to. And then all of a sudden I got comfortable doing great. I was working with like six figure clients who were running their own business and I was helping them to grow and all that kind of stuff. It was amazing. Then I got comfortable there. And then all of a sudden, I just hit the cruise button. And instead of pushing myself to be better, to grow, to learn, and accepting new challenges, I was like, nah, right here is good. And I wasn't as motivated to do the things that I needed to do. And of course, like nobody would have known. If I, if I never shared this, nobody would have known that, hey, 
Teresa is is in this like slope right now. Well, actually, my coach would have known. And any of my like close friends would have known because they know me. They know that, hey, T is T, they just know how I how I get down, right? So they would have known, like, yo, something's off right now. And so what helped me to get out of that comfortable coasting season? And when I say season, it lasted a few months. So I was there coasting for a while. So what helped me to shift out of that was realizing that although this is good, there's still more. This is just, this is level one. This is great. You have a lot of opportunities. You're speaking at events. You're helping a lot more people. And what you're doing is effective. That's great. But come on up. Come on up. Because your purpose is bigger than those surface level results. And I know, trust me, when you hear me say surface level, you might be thinking like, yo, what do you mean surface level? Like those those are my goals right now. And I say that with all the love in my heart and with all the respect in my heart, right? It's not to say that those don't mean anything because those absolutely mean something. You know what I mean? But it's just when it comes to living with purpose and living fully expressed and dying on E, knowing that you've left everything, you've given everything, you've shared everything. You're not dying with any of your dreams in your mind. When you know that that's the kind of life you're living, that's the, that's the game you're playing. Then a little bit of success doesn't cause you to feel comfortable and safe, right? Where I was mentally and in my heart, I was like, okay, this is it. Like I'm good right here. I don't need to do anything else to say that I've, I've arrived or, you know what I mean? I'm good right here. I don't need other things. People might celebrate and feel like, Hey, I've arrived when I have this huge house or I've arrived when I have this amazing car or I've arrived when I have a home in Jamaica or wherever, right? People have their different definitions and their different standards. But for me, creating this system with my business was like, yo, I've arrived. And so I got really, really comfortable until I realized this is not it. This is not it. This is one level of living your purpose, but there's so much more, so much more. And then I started thinking about the orphans in Africa and the wealth that I want to leave for my great grandchildren and the level of impact that I want to create in the world just by helping them to understand that one, they were made with purpose and two, they can live that fully because a lot of us settle for where we are and what we have. We come into the world, we're taught, hey, you go to school, you get an education and you go work a job. But what about purpose? What about understanding who you are and aligning your life with your God-given design? You know what I mean? Because it's easy to go to school and get a job. Anyone can do that. And again, I'm not saying that that's wrong. We, we need ed education right? We need to work. We need to make money. We got to pay our bills. Yada, yada, yada. Great. Those things are necessary. Nothing wrong with that. But what there is something wrong with is choosing to do those things over living your purpose and understanding what that is. And I know purpose is something that we talk about a lot, but many people don't know what theirs is. And so I'm on a mission to help people to uncover that 
and to help them to achieve it through goal setting. Because honestly, I believe with all my heart that that is the purpose of goals. It's to help you to get closer to living your purpose. All right. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you were able to get some nuggets from it. And like I always say, hey, now Spotify is doing this new thing. So if you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating to let me know that you enjoyed it. All right. I usually say hit me up on Instagram, but this time I'm asking you to leave a rating on Spotify. Let me know that you enjoyed it. And I will continue to do my best to create content that is helpful for you so that you can continue to achieve bigger goals and live a purposeful life. All right. I love you. And I hope that your new year is going awesome. And I will see you next week. Ta-ta. Thank you.